0: Hey Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host Jordan Halstead and today me and Micah uh, are going to be talking about Star Wars and we're going to be talking about kind of some of our favorite points of storytelling, um, some of our favorite characters, um, just talking about it. We haven't talked about Star Wars in a while, so Micah, thank you so much for joining me.
1: This is the way.
0: This is the way, yes, and may the Force be with us.
1: And also with you. Yes.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so... You know we're we're in this period of oversaturating. We've we've been talking about this whole idea that Marvel has oversaturated the market to some degree. Um, DC clearly hasn't because they they just are not pushing out a lot of content. Um, But like Star Wars is kind of in that middle ground right now. Of are they going to start oversaturating because they've got how many things on there like the next two years? Mm -hmm. And do you feel like when Disney Plus came in and said, hey? Here is Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Here is this new series that we're going to introduce this character set in Season 7 and then give them their whole new series that's going to sit between Clone Wars and Rebels called The Bad Batch. Um, we're also going to put out The Mandalorian, and then they did Book of Boba Fett. Do you think that they are kind of in this really nice groove right now? Do you think it's over? Do you think it's under-saturated? What, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, by oversaturating, do you mean... Current stuff that's coming out now, or yeah, stuff just, that they just all just—all the stuff that they just dumped on Disney Plus when Disney Plus came out, because for the first time ever, all the Star Wars projects were all in one place.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I would say like stuff that they're currently pushing out in 2023.
1: Okay, I, I thought you were going to say 22, and I was like, well, it's it's March, or <laughs> we're already into the year, heavily into the year, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. 23. We're, we're past the uh, messing up the year, so um, yeah. I, you know. I I think they're at a good place. I don't think that they're oversaturating. I think Marvel is oversaturating. I think DC don't know what they're doing and they just press the <laughs> they just press the detonator uh, button and um they're picking up the pieces as we as we speak. I
0: think it's the Titanic over there. They're
1: just like abandoned ship, or you know, well the never mind that was a bad joke i was gonna say so like the titanic sinks and then the carpathia shows up at the end of the movie and rescues what's left of the survivors yeah, what's left yeah I and feel like the, that's
0: kind of where they're at they're like oh the Car- batman and superman i think we, we gave them the, the yeah throw. i think
1: the carpathia is like james gunn if in that metaphor so um, absolutely yeah i don't think i think star wars is in a good place and I, if you can separate if you if you you know click on your disney plus app right now and you can separate you know pixar and separate marvel and separate star wars like yeah like i think that they're at a good place um i've you know i've shared on the on on our show you know many times that in the last you know six months to a year that i've done this whole deep dive into you know star wars especially the animated series and like i oh yeah i can't get enough of it but like
0: well it's funny what a year and a half ago you're like, I've never seen Clone Wars, I've never seen Rebels, Bad Batch wasn't on your radar yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like all the all the different things that we've been talking about. And and was it me and Will or me and Scott that were telling you about Clone Wars?
1: I think it was you and Will. I want to say it was you and Will. Well, I know Scott's Scott, been
0: watching Scott, it
1: with his, with kid. his son.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so I just I remember that moment where I was like, I highly encourage you to watch the whole series. And you're like, can I not just like watch like the highlight points, and I said you can, but you're gonna get hooked. Mm-hmm. And and I remember you sitting back, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back and rewatch the whole thing because like I just feel like I'm missing portions."
1: The one, if I had a negative thing to say about Star Wars, which I don't have much, except for you know <clears throat> seven, eight, and nine. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I would say that like one of the things I've noticed is like some of the meat in these miniseries, series with the meat and these, uh, animated series, like there's these pivotal moments. Like if I didn't watch seasons one through six of Clone Wars and watch season seven, I could have died a happy Star Wars fan. Right. Cause of how good season seven is. Oh, and the same, season and the seven same thing
0: is just peak perfection.
1: Right. And there's this moment in, um, in season two of rebels too, where Ahsoka and Darth Maul and all those stuff like, you know, oh, they yeah. meet up and then Darth Vader shows up and, and Ahsoka sees Darth Vader for the first time after, you know, the, the Clone Wars and, and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, this is happening and it would have never happened in the live action stuff, but it's happening now and it's so good. Um, but, you know, back to the back to the current stuff, like I, I don't think I think Star Wars is doing a good job of not oversaturating. And I think Star Wars is doing a good job of like there's they have good pacing. There's yes. good, there's good pacing yes. with what they're they're doing. The series, they're I think they're being very intentional with what they're releasing and when they're releasing it. Um, and somehow, like some of those things are still connected, right? Um, the, uh, what is it? Well, Bad Batch and, and Mandalorian are kind of connected in in a sense because Mandalorian showed up for like I don't know two episodes of of, of the Book of Boba Fett. It wasn't the Bad Batch. I'm sorry. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And um, we kept joking and saying, you know, it was Mandalorian season 2.5 before <laughs> season yeah. 3 came out.
0: Well, and even Boba Fett was in season 2 of The Mandalorian. Like, there were already connections and seeds planted. Yes.
1: And so, you know, there's this this kind of, like, connectedness to that. And then, like, um, you know, Ahsoka shows up in Mandalorian. And they're kind of going to, you know, Ahsoka's supposed to come out this year, I believe, later this year and uh, you know they did the obi-wan series and like it's not directly connected to anything but you know the pacing and the the rate of which they're um releasing stuff has been pleasantly surprising for me i'm not like upset about it like i look forward to it do you feel that way
0: yeah so for me i think that excuse me um I think for me, when you look at Star Wars, you had four, five, six in the late 70s, early 80s. Then it was, what, 20 years almost. So and then you prequels. get prequels. And then it's at least 10 years, 10, 15 years almost by the time you get 7, 8, 9. And so, like, there, there's big gaps in between these. <clears throat> and Star Wars took the world by storm. Star Wars is just one of those series that, like, it defined a generation. I mean, when when we looked at Marvel and they were like, Thanos is going to be this generation's Darth Vader. And I just sit back, I'm like, no, this, Darth Vader will be this generation's Darth Vader. Thanos will be this generation's Thanos. Like, they're not comparable. Darth Vader is, is, I think Darth Vader's a classic character. And when they start saying, hey, we're going to do uh, a series called The Mandalorian. And you're like, what's that? And, and I know a lot of people were like, we don't know what the Mandalorian even is. And I'm over there like, I watched the Clone Wars. I know who the Mandalorians are. Like, this is going to be really cool. And and just like that gunslinger kind of feel. It feels very Western in a galactic space kind of way. Like, it, it kind of brought Toy Story together, that, that Buzz and Woody. Like, they, they had that that really cool piece of, of cross-connectivity and all that. And I think when they go in and they create these stories, I mean, I feel each episode is individually really well thought out and paced very very well and I, I i don't know of too many episodes that i've sat back and i was like this was a waste of an episode
1: yeah i think well i think the mandalorian too is like has been like the breath of fresh air that star wars fans have wanted forever meaning oh, yeah that like if if they filmed like let's just say they filmed four five and six and 2020 2022 and 2025 i'm just picking years out of the air yeah like The way that they film it and the way that it looks and the aesthetic and the slow pacing of The Mandalorian is just like George Lucas envisioned the New Hope to be or Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. And it gives that old school Star Wars feel with new technology, new CGI, new cameras, new things like that. Then make it look more crisp and look incredible, but it still has that slow methodical pacing and storytelling like they did back in the day.
0: Absolutely. And I think what what has put Star Wars differently is they're not ha- they don't have as many main characters they don't have like almost a hundred years worth of storytelling from spider-man and, and iron man and the avengers like all these characters they just have star wars
1: and, and it's interesting because like the you know the idea of you know we talk about marvel and how everything's connected between characters whether it's Daredevil over here Moon Knight over here spider-man over here iron man over there and uh you know various movies and series Star Wars is all one big thing. And, you know, one of the points I wanted to make as we talk about, you know, some of the newer series that are, you know, coming out this year and the ones that are actually on uh, currently is that, you know, in one way, shape or form, they're connected. It's not, um, and it's not by accident, but it's one big galactic universe like you're talking about. And so like- It's
0: a giant sandbox.
1: Yes. And so like one of the cool things about it is like, you know, I can watch Bad Batch, and keep it separate from Mandalorian, or I can watch the Mandalorian and keep it separate from Bad Batch. Same thing goes for Andor. Same thing goes for Obi Wan. You know, like, but in one way, shape, or form, you know, they're connected. Like, even, um, you know, like as we as we're recording this, I'm I'm halfway through Rebels, the Star Wars Rebel series, and you know, uh, Rex it's old man Rex is in, oh, yeah. is in rebels and like, it's in like, the
0: commandos. Yeah. Right.
1: And so you see him in the clone wars, but, and then you see him a little bit in, um, is he in bad batch?
0: Yeah, he is in bad batch.
1: Yeah. So he's in bad batch. And then like, you know, he's in rebels, but like those shows are all separate and they're like in different time frames and different time. Periods and you of...
0: see him maturing in certain areas, yes. but because they're like the clones have accelerated growth hormones. So mm-hmm. like they die within 20 years. Yeah. And so, like you're seeing how how they're kind of going through their life cycles.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's something that I've truly appreciated. You know, moving, you know, moving through each of these series. Um, and I didn't know where you wanted to go with this conversation, but like you you called me earlier and you're like, "Let's just do a, a Star Wars podcast." But like, I think, um, you know, I'm enjoying Star Wars. Like, this is what I've wanted for so long. As far as I have not. Watched all of Andor yet, and that's the only series that I'm really not caught up at the moment. Everything else I'm caught up on, but I but I've been told by by friends at work that Andor is just a masterpiece. Once you get past the first couple of episodes, it's I was just... going to say
0: I I haven't got past episode three, but I've I honestly haven't made the time for it. Yeah. Um, I probably should sit down and make that time. If it, if it gets better, it's one of those. Hey, just get. Back. It's kind of like I've watched Jessica Jones with my wife when we were dating back in in college. And we watched the first episode and we didn't even watch the, I don't even think the full first episode, maybe like half of it or whatever. And we were just like, Nope, we're done. Like I didn't like it, but like I've burned through most of season one already um, because I've given it that chance. Now that I know kind of the characters I've seen some of their, their building. And so with Andor, I'll go back and I'll, I'll check it out.
1: I often, you know, I often reference Chad from work and he's a huge star Wars fan. And he told me, I think it was over, I don't know if it was like Christmas break we had from work where we were home for two weeks. He said he watched the first three episodes and once he got past episode three, he just, he couldn't stop. And he, you know, he's, he's super critical of things. And he said that's some of the best Star Wars work that's ever been written and never been done. So, um, you know, high praise from him about that. But like, how have you felt so far about, um, I know that we're only a couple of episodes into Mandalorian season two, or I'm sorry, season three. Um, how do you feel about how Bad Batch is going? Because we, we've had a lot more episodes of that because it started at the beginning of the year.
0: Um. Okay, so... so Let's do about... Bad
1: Batch first, and then okay. we we'll, Yeah. go we'll, we'll to Mandalorian. So,
0: so I think Bad Batch season two has just been knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um. I think season one, we got attached and addicted to these characters and wanting to see them grow and wanting to see, like, like I want more of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, And seeing the division between Crosshair and the group, like... I loved the division and how they, they did that. And season two, like as of where we're, where we're recording today, because uh, where, where we're at, because we typically release later on, um, we're only two episodes in on, on Mandalorian and 12, 12 episodes in on uh, Bad Batch. And this this episode that we just watched... Um,
1: Isn't it 13?
0: I think it's 12. It could okay. be 13. Either way, it was the Crosshair episode where he, he goes to the outpost. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and and i I'll, I'll just claim this right now to all of our fans out there anybody who listens um i do not care for rebels um that era i don't like the galactic era um i am just i'm not a fan i love the the clone war uh the the republic era um that that is some of my favorite storytelling and it's probably because there was 7 seasons of clone wars um the the prequel trilogy uh just some really good storytelling and I mean, having an entire order of Jedi, so like you're not missing like there. There's never a point where someone's not swinging a lightsaber. Um, and I just I remember growing up with that, mm-hmm. and that that was very influential for me. And when I played like Battlefront 2, I always hung out in the in the Clone Wars era. I would love to play as the clones. Um, it's one of my favorite parts. And I think Bad Batch has done really well in season two of telling this story of what happens after the clone wars and why are the clones not the stormtroopers and they're telling this political story because star wars i don't care what anybody says star wars is the most political thing in the world Mm -hmm. um and and, uh, it's this beautiful storytelling because it's like i feel like there's real life in there but it's also very made up Mm -hmm. and when there's these moments that they're like hey we need pension programs we need to take care of these guys who fought for us who who literally did a galactic war, and these guys they they were losing losing their friends, losing. I mean, they got PTSD. They are they're people who lost appendages in the war. Like like these guys who are going through everything for us, and and seeing the Senate do that. And this week, when Crosshair is seeing this this what was it? A lieutenant comes mm-hmm. up to a commander or a captain or whatever, and he's trying to give orders. And the guy's like, "How many times have you led anything? Like, how many times have you been through this? Like, we." I, all of these, like we didn't get any reinforcements, and I'm supposed to 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 protect this outpost, and I've got me and two guys right now. You like you're not protecting us,
1: and they're starving I, to death because they don't have any food or anything.
0: They're starving to death. They're they don't have proper armor. They don't like the the Galactic Empire has not taken care of that, which which surprises me. Like I know, like you have to somehow transition from the the clones to the Galactic era because the Galactic era was written first. But I'm like, how the heck did we not get more clone stuff with uh, Emperor Palpatine? Like he he kind of orchestrated all that. And I'm like, how how did this not happen?
1: Dude seems um, like he forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Th- th- there's just some. pieces Or well, he that just we're got bored
1: with it and he's like, I'm out, and he's he's got other things to do.
0: Well, and, and they started to say in the in the series, which has been really cool to see, that he is actually trying to remove it from the Camino people and kind of privatize cloning. I don't know if you saw some of that when they, they were talking about it in the past couple episodes. Like they're getting really deep. I'm like, this is a kids show, but it's not really a kids show. Like the storytelling is just superb. Well, and it's I funny because that...
1: I, you know, I work with Chad and another guy I work with. His name is Chris. He's our director of IT services and, and the office I work in. He, he and Chad are both 45, and 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 I'm in my mid 30s, and we're grown men <laughs> watching this cartoon, and we talk about it every single week. Hey, did you watch Bad Batch? Hey, did you watch Mandalorian? Like, oh, absolutely. But, but it's a cartoon. And I'm like, I never thought that I would be watching cartoons like at this stage of my life, but I can't. I can't help it if they're so good.
0: And, and that's the thing. I think that Dave Filoni and George Lucas and the, the team that helped start this and, and start the animation process and start working and 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 the mind of George Lucas, there's gonna be a day where that that man is no longer gonna be here. Hmm. But he is he's created um disciples essentially these, these guys that he walked with he he taught he he basically made a copy of himself and said this is the thought process and like even um this is the way yeah uh John Favreau even he, he, he
1: created clones <laughs>
0: he did <laughs> um and so <laughs> he, he cloned himself he's he's actually a Camino or he's from Camino um Kaminoan, is that the the correct way to say it um which is funny because he's actually short and they're really tall um but anyways I think I think Bad Batch just storytelling, to to do the whole Clone Wars to Galactic Era and the Stormtroopers, just like how they're they're telling this story. And you and I have talked about this. This could easily go five, six, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they're telling this story, the way that these these characters are growing. It's also a
1: slow burn. It's just a slow burn, and they could just keep building off of everything they're doing. And like one of the things I appreciated was what you were talking about. Um, what's his name crosshair no you're talking about crosshair Oh, crosshair oh Um, Oh, my
0: gosh crosshair i hated that character and this past week i'm like oh my gosh i love you
1: well what i was going to say is that like what i've been what i've enjoyed so much about season two so far is like they're splitting off parts and they're splitting off stories and like you may not see the main crew in an episode and that's okay
0: i think there's Um, been two or three episodes they've not been in
1: yes and that's okay like they're they're telling this other story and um Yeah. I, I really appreciate that about this and it can just continue. They can continue to build on, on those individual stories. And there may be a time where you get to Omega and like, she's just doing her own little thing. Oh yeah. Or, you know, and it's just the the main crew again, or, you know, they may come, you know, they may reunite everybody. They may split off. They may come back together. You know, we we talk about different groups of the Guardians of the galaxy. Like they could do different variations of this. And um, it's just, it's really cool to see. And, um, I, I don't know if you were done. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, no, I you know, I, I was going think...
1: to gush about Bad Batch, but then I was, I was like, well, Jordan no, no, comes.
0: no, please do. I just, I, I look at Bad Batch and I just think this is, I always talk about the love letter that that these people write to the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think Star Wars has hit this beautiful groove. <laughs> Everything animated
1: not... Star Wars. We talked about it on the phone earlier today.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm not a Rebels fan, Mm-hmm because of the it, like the era and I'm just like I want more Jedi. I want like I want a specific thing from my Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. However, for you like th- like that that's kind of your era that you grew up with cuz you're you're older than me. You you grew up more with the uh 4 5 6 more than I did. I I mean I was seeing in the theater which I know you're not old enough to see like the 4 5 6 in the theater.
1: No, like, I wasn't I, born yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I like I remember seeing as a child episodes one, two, three in the theater with my dad. And like, those were, those were core memories for me. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, I, I'm very specific to an era, but I appreciate so much of the storytelling of how they ignited the rebel spark and how like certain pieces from Clone Wars deeply affects the spark. So like, you've got Ahsoka, you've got uh, Captain Rex, uh, Commander Cody, um, was Wolf? I think Wolf was even in there. Um, at one point, like, like there's these these characters, you get Darth Maul. Eventually there's a point where Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up
1: and it's like, they're, like you have and Vader, all these and Vader's characters. still around wreaking havoc.
0: Yeah. Vader's walking around, just swinging a lightsaber and he's standing on the edge of space where there should be no wind. And he's his cape is still moving. Cause he's just that, that good. He's like, uh, did you see that meme? I don't know if you saw that meme. They were I like, so. he was standing at the end of, uh, of, uh, rogue one and he's st- sitting at a spot where there is no wind, and his cape is flapping, and they said, Vader is so, like, just, just a bad mamma jamma that he is using the Force to move his cape to be intimidating. And I was like, yeah!
1: Um, yeah, so... I don't want to gush about Bad Bats, but yeah, random ra- random side sidebar, I guess you want to call it that. Um, I'm not old enough to have seen... The original trilogy in theaters. But when they re-released them in the, 90, in the 90s, in the late 90s, yep, I got yep. to see all of them in the theater, and that was amazing. That was like one of my, like, my uncle, I think my uncle took me to see all of them, and just was just amazed. And then, um, another random fact, I don't think I saw any of the prequels in the theater. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them all, I, I, and I've watched yeah, them yeah. numerous times. I just don't – I remember specifically when Episode 3 came out. Um, it was right around the time I graduated high school. And, like, my family was in town. They were having my graduation party. And, like, a bunch of my family went and saw, went and saw it without me. And I'm like, I'm sitting <laughs> here, like, playing host to my graduation party, and they all bail, and they go see, you know, Avengers <laughs> Death. Um, but, yeah. Which,
0: by the way, 3 is probably my favorite movie like of the three from, like I, I love five. Five is is like that like honorary favorite because it's just so well told. But I think three is my favorite visually because it just ties so many pieces together from that that Clone Wars into the the Rebels era. Like it, it, from the movie side, I'm like, oh, it's it was so well done.
1: Yeah. So in reference to Bad Batch, um, one of the things that I'm super impressed with and and we've talked about this is the um the animation and how crisp it is and how cool it is and how um how just beautiful it is. Like it's just the colors and the way that they you know they designed it and like you know you could watch cartoons and sometimes it just looks kind of cheesy. Like this almost looks like it could be real life and it could be, you know, live action versus a cartoon. And so they
0: did a series called The Resistance. Yeah. And it was like the 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 Force Awakens era and all that and they changed the animation and it was garbage I think it only got like two seasons yeah um I've not watched, watched that like, I've watched maybe two or three episodes I didn't really care for it
1: but, but like um, if you look at yeah. this you look at Rebels like the animation is just stellar but like especially for the Bad Batch it's like wow this looks just crisp it looks so cool and like even like the scenery like the oh yeah of like um. What episode was it? It was, I think it was the tribe episode where they were going, when well, you see the Wookiee. Oh Wookiees. yeah. The
0: Wookiee episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That yeah, was, that was one of
1: my, yeah. Yeah. But like you, they, they do kind of like a, a pan shot outwards and like you see the woods and you see all this light and all this color and it's like, man, that looks amazing. And then even like the episode that we, you know, the outpost episode that the most recent episode that we've seen, um, like the snow and, and just the way that they, um, the way that they just film it, it just looks really, really cool. And, um,
0: it doesn't yeah. feel full animated,
1: right? Um, like it's not—it's
0: not your cartoon like what we grew up with, like in the '90s and the early 2000s. It—it's different. It's set aside.
1: Yes, and so you know the CGI and like we've talked about how they—they um, they do the graphic, uh, the graphics and everything for the show is just—they're just, just top notch. And so um, I even love the intro. It's super simple, and uh, boom. <laughs> yep, and then they do the little march thing with the drum and, it, and oh they, yeah, it, oh it, yeah. And it then feels they just very, tell you the title it feels very post post war era, which is you know kind of what it was, um coming out of the Clone Wars. And so, you know, you know, two episodes in or not episodes? Wow, two seasons in. You know, I I just hope they can keep the momentum going, which I think they will because they're being very intentional of how they're telling their stories, and they're doing it in a way that you could. Like, we're talking about having four seasons, having five seasons, having six seasons. Um, and if they do that, great, right? And so one of the things I want to know is um, where does Omega end up in all this? Because she's That's, so young.
0: Well, she's she's a, a newer character along with the Bad Batch. Like, it, they're very different. And I'm like, she is a female, I think, of Django.
1: Yeah, so... And, like, to your point about the Jedi story, it's a little bit different, like, because, you know, with Rebels, you get Ezra, and, you know, they're kind of training him up to be a Jedi and all this stuff, and it's like, well, they're continuing the story of the Jedi, right? With Bad Batch, they're getting Omega, you know, a female clone who, you know, they're keeping the story of, like, post-war, post, you know, they're, they're a bunch of Rebels, but they kind of turn their back on the, the clone situation and Clone Wars... And they're just doing their own thing because they're the bad batch. And they've they brought this 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 young girl with them. And you know, she ends up being the voice of reason most of the times. And it's like
0: I thought she was gonna be force sensitive in the yeah. first in the first season.
1: They kind of led to that, but then um you know, as they continue telling the story into season two, like, you know, she's grown a lot as a character and it's something. Oh my like, gosh. I've she's really enjoyed. she's a
0: favorite of mine.
1: Yeah. Who's your favorite in that group? Not the not not a mega, but like out of the the core out group. of the
0: guys. Um,
1: I, I'm going to lean tech.
0: You know, I I thought about tech. Um,
1: just because of like how analytical he is, and like how like he doesn't get sarcasm. He's very much a Sheldon Cooper. Like <laughs> we, we did a we did a big uh, Big Bang Theory episode, you know, last year or the year before. I don't remember when we did it, but like he's very much a Sheldon. And what was the episode? I was uh. That's probably episode, I think it was episode five where they're entombed. It was was called where they're like under in the mine or something and in the water. And they all end up at the, do you know which one I'm talking about?
0: Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head.
1: They all end up in this like, this cave and like the water kind of floods and kind of. Oh
0: yeah. Cause yeah, I know which one you're talking about.
1: And they're like, tech, just come on. And like, he's just sitting there trying to like measure like the 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 blast versus the the rocks versus you know the water and the pressure and stuff. He's and very like, analytical with it. Yes. Yeah, he was, and so like everybody else is just like, oh, we're already down here. Let's go.
0: <laughs> um, if I were to say my favorite from from uh, Clone Force ninety nine, um, I'm gonna say Wrecker. I love the the dumb brute, but he's so like his heart is there. Yes. Like. My favorite is when he comes in and he's like, "I killed five droids," and like he like like starts a like a whole wall. It's all counted of how many how many droids he's killed and all these different things. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. But like he has that little stuffed bunny, and like he gives it to Omega because she doesn't have any toys, and he's like, "We can share it," and like so sometimes you'll see him holding it, sometimes she's holding it, and they're like he he cares for her. And then there's those moments where, like, they're running through the forest, and he's, like, got to, like, I'll, I'll do this. I'll take down that tree. And, like, he just straight up, like, rips the tree out of the ground or something. Like, he, he does something crazy. And I, I love that. But I also love Hunter. Mm-hmm. um, And I know that kind of rounds it out for the most part other than Echo. I didn't really care for Echo. um, but, but Hunter, I feel like just that paternal instinct with Omega, his dynamic with her, has been really, really good.
1: So – before we switch over to to Mandalorian, you know we we've got about I think one two three four. You were right by the way. It's uh, yesterday's episode was episode twelve. We've got four episodes left. Where do you think they leave season two? Uh,
0: on a cliffhanger. <laughs> well, I, I, I so think the they last will... episode.
1: I'm on IMDb right now, and um, the last episode is called Plan ninety nine.
0: I think that Crosshair will rejoin the team. Yeah. I, or at least there will be reconnection.
1: There will be a um, because it's lost. Of some sort.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there will be some... I think they will all be stuck in the same situation. And, and it would not... forced to work together. It would not surprise me if it's a, we have to get as many clones out of here as possible, as fast as possible. And they're getting them to Rex. Like, I think that would be a great way to, like, mm-hmm. we're, we just got to get these guys out. Because the, the galactic. Galactic Empire is basically killing these guys. Um, These are our brothers. And like just the heart change that we saw in Episode 12 for Crosshair. I think he's going to start smuggling them out. I think Clone Force 99 will be the ones to help transport them to Rex. And then Rex will get them off of Coruscant. Hmm. And I think that the Galactic Empire is going to get onto the trail. And I think that that's going to be this piece of like... I think it's going to be kind of like American History Underground Railroad. They're going to try and get people out without people noticing and then there will be just this mass exodus of the clones and they're they're going to try and do all these things but i think i think it'll get stopped somehow
1: too i do think it's interesting that you know order 66 and now this is called plane 99 yeah i don't really know if it's connected at all it's probably just the opposite approach trying to save people versus killing did you
0: see episode thought 33
1: i'm just i'm kidding there was no i was like well did i miss a clone wars episode was that there was a thought
0: there was an order now there's a plan
1: yes (laughs) and once we get to um uh season three there's going to be you know resistance 120 because it's like kind of the next number i don't know i'm just making it up as we go (laughs) um yeah i i kind of agree i think that you know we could it could go any number of ways, and you know this is only season two, and I'm sure they're going to make more because you know people love. Well, this wait,
0: stuff. I mean, people are ranting and raving over this.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I could see them getting back together. Them trying to, they have, they're being forced to work together, and you know, even uh, Crosshair's had this whole, you know, revelation as as we have seen in the episode, the Outpost episode, like, you know, when he shot that lieutenant, I was like, thank you, thank you, that guy was a jerk. Oh yeah, jerk. that
0: guy, ugh. <laughs> That guy annoyed the snot out of me.
1: Yeah. He he had no empathy whatsoever. And I know that that was kind of his, his nature, but good grief. Come on. And well, so that,
0: that's why I don't like the Galactic Era, because I feel like a lot of the Galactic Empire people are that way. And I'm just like, uh, I don't like you guys.
1: Well, well then when Crosshair I was like, hey Lieutenant, and he just shoots him at the end of the episode. It was very oh, like okay. you're saying, Wild Wild West, and you know, he just turned around and he shoots him and he
0: There's and he, no boom. rules. Boom.
1: Yes. So, yeah, I agree with, with what you're saying. And, you know, they can kind of have this reunion and, and kind of just split off and, you know, very much, Empire, very much Empire Strikes Back into Return of the Jedi kind of feel where they yeah. just kind of like, you know, Luke and uh, Leia are reunited and then they go off to save Han and, you know, sets up Return of the Jedi and Absolutely. so on and so forth. Um, speaking of going off into another direction, what about um, Mandalorian? I know we're oh. only a couple of episodes in.
0: Okay, so um, let me say this much. Which I by say, the way, hang
1: on, time out. Yeah, we, we didn't get to talk about episode two. We have you and I haven't even talked about No, we how,
0: haven't. So we talked about the, the first one. All of all of our viewers are gonna get the their raw talk now. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so I want I want this stated from the very beginning. The Mandalorian is probably one of my favorite shows, period. Um say that
1: about a lot of shows.
0: But well, I would say this is in my top five. Easy. Oh. Um and the the reason I say this, like if I if I were to say like I have my favorite Star Wars show of all the Star Wars shows. I will probably sit down and watch Mandalorian on repeat, Um, and I'm gonna put Book of Boba Fett episodes where it's like the the Mandalorian 2.5 like in there, so that way like it's still in there um, when he gets the ship and all that. I love that like this episode specifically, Grogu had a huge like power leap um, Mm -hmm. from his his Yoda esque like jumping around. To how he was handling the force. We didn't even have to see it, and he threw the guy out of the room, which I loved. Like the the cave cave. when he just oh yeah. I was like, I didn't I didn't like the the Neanderthal look. Um it felt very Star Trek. However, I truly believe that it was just done with a lot of grace and a lot of like like the way that the story flowed was very good. The one issue I had with this specific episode was just, like, hey, you need to go get Bo-Katan. And, like, they basically went down, came back up, and then Bo-Katan took him back down. <laughs> so, like, they kind of kept going up and down. And, I mean, like you said earlier with Bad Batch, there was this beautiful visual of the Mandalorian uh, capital. Like, post-Galactic Empire, like, raining terror and fire down and, and turning it to glass. But I didn't need so much of that in this episode. But the story, I think, was really good of this whole, I have to get into the water. I need to go down there and, and bathe in this. And, like, he is so dead set on it. To see and,
1: for himself.
0: Yes. And and as a Christian, I think it comes to to this point, his faith was enough that it reignited a spark for her. I think, because you saw the her eyes when he started, like, walking down arms up and he's like saying that the recited of like i am a mandalore i accept the responsibility i and like going through all of that piece that he's saying before he ends up dropping which i i was really confused how do you fall that quick down into the water where she's like using a jetpack? i was like there was no animal that sunk him um so i was like all right whatever um but but overall I think that this was a really good episode that helps us see like the destruction that the, the empire did. Um, and kind of the whole, we lost some hope. We lost some faith and this guy's bringing it back. I will, I, I have a question for you though. When, when he has, cause he's got the dark saber. So technically he's like the leader of Mandalore um, and doing this whole outsider coming in situation. She picks up the dark saber to use. Now she understands like it's not hers, but like he is still holding it and it's it's way down. Do you think that part of that is a inner struggle for him where she knows exactly where she is? She understands the tradition. She she understands it all. And he is like clouded in judgment. And that's why he can't pick it up right now. Because, like, I mean, she was flowing around and just swinging it like no big deal, but he, he struggled with it.
1: Well, could that be because of how weak he was?
0: I don't know. Because, because he I, I got mean, pretty
1: beat up in this episode.
0: Yeah, but he, he came out before anybody even hit him. And he, like, it, it was down. And, like, he, he kind of struggled to get it around. I, I don't think he took too much of a beating prior to when he first brought it out. And and okay. he had that in... uh. Book of Boba Fett. Like, remember how she said, like, you're moving against it, you're not moving with the blade?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, that could be kind of an inner struggle that he's still working through. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Um, uh, Remind me of her name again Bo Katan. Bo Katan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, is it Kate Blanchett or something like that? The, the redhead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's Bo Katan.
1: Yeah, I one of the things I didn't really get was how like the first episode, you know, when he goes to see her, she's like, "Go away," and then all of a sudden, because Grogu goes and gets her, and she's really concerned. All of a sudden, like she just showed, like she flipped on a dime, though. It felt like to me. Um, I haven't really shared much of my thoughts about, you know, yeah. The- you know, we didn't even, we jumped into episode two we didn't even talk about episode one but like the um something that i struggle with was like you know they do such a great job recently with either bad bass or other series where it's kind of the slow burn like she kind of flipped on the dime in the first episode she didn't even want to, anything to do with him she's like don't why are you here you know kind of thing and then second episode he gets in trouble grogu goes back to get her and then she like it's like and like you said, they go down, they go up, they go back down. Why? Like, why does she change her mind? And why does she um, go I back think, and...
0: I think she was sitting in, in self-pity. Um, as, as people who have anxiety and people who are way too in their own heads. My hand is up. Um, I think that when we hit a point where we sh- are struggling, I think it's easier for us to push people away at points um and i think that was where she was because things were not going her way she didn't have the dark saber um her people left her um she is all alone in this castle on this godforsaken planet trying to figure things out and she's like just leave like the guy who has the dark saber the guy who who has accepted this responsibility is kind of in there and and it, not that he's rubbing it in her face but i think she's just like just go away. Leave me alone. Like you have it. I understand you've got this. And, and you don't even understand because you're not even like true Mandalore. You're, you're a child of the watch. Like you're a part of this subsect that helped divide us. And like, she's got so much animosity just running through her head, but I think she still cares for him and not like in a, like a romantic kind of way. I I don't know if they'll go that route, but just a, you're still one of us. And like we worked together. We've we've gone through some battles together. We we've, we've done we we fought the good fight together. I can I I, I don't want to see you dead, and I don't want to see the dark saber fall into somebody else's hands. Sure. So I think that I think there's just that that ebb and flow back and forth. So I I think that's why she went, and but I think they'll play more in episode three.
1: What have you like? What were your expectations going into season three? I think that for me. Yeah. I, I was really curious to see what they were going to do with Grogu post, like, kind of walking away from Luke and that opportunity to go, you know, serve under him. um, And maybe he's just still too young. But, like, it kind of goes against the grain of, of Jedi training of, like, you know, they're younglings and they got to learn young. And so... um,
0: And for him, that's like going to be, like, 50, 60 years.
1: Yeah, because they age differently. So, yeah. It, it, it kind of uh, that was the biggest thing for me going into season three. Like, okay, you just turned down a deal with Luke Skywalker to go be with the Mandalorian. But
0: he doesn't understand who Luke Skywalker even is. I, I like, know that, like, but we do. Yeah. So for us, <laughs> we're like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I would take that chance. And but he he is attached
1: to Mando, which is yep. fine. But like, that was the biggest thing. I'm like, well, what what are they going to do with Rogu? Like, obviously, he still has the he's very force sensitive. Obviously. He's using that when he needs to, and he's still learning that.
0: I think he'll gray Jedi. It. I think. I think he's gonna. I think he'll. He'll kind of be this Ahsoka. force-sensitive user. Yeah. I think. I think he'll be very much like Ahsoka. Um. Just kind of.
1: Well, Ahsoka's kind of like lurking around still, yeah. so that makes sense.
0: I. It would not. It would not surprise me if. Even Mando, like, has some latent force ability that, like, they kind of can teach, and that, he, or, or maybe they can say, hey you need to continue his his training um because yeah. you never know what's going to happen i mean it we we can get a huge time jump at like season four or whatnot um i know that they said something about season three is definitely not the end for this character that they're going to continue um like i think they said something about potentially even five seasons um
1: which, which is super popular like the bad Batch.
0: yeah i well it's, it's really funny because like marvel they're so spread thin because they they've tried to use all these characters and they're introducing new characters. And some of it, like we say, you throw spaghetti against the wall, just seeing what sticks. Um, but I feel like Wars, Star think Wars they've... takes a
1: different approach and like, they're not going to do it unless they think it's going to work. Absolutely. So it's, that's just my, my thought, you know, um, you know, only two episodes in I'm,
0: are you confident in this, in this season?
1: Yeah. I mean, th- this show has never given me a reason not to, um, I thought the first episode was kind of I I think lame is the wrong word. I think okay. that I could have done without the recap. I mean, like I felt like it was more of a recap episode as a whole versus yeah. you know, we got I, I think we got like I don't know, three to five minutes of a recap and then the other twenty five minutes was the actual story and then kind of like reestablishing the story moving forward. And so it was more of a um recap and chad and i talked about this at work and he said you know i i just i don't he's like i didn't hate it by any means but at the same time i didn't think it was the greatest thing ever and so but you get that with any kind of season premiere like you get kind of re-established you get kind of re um acquainted introduced
0: and all that yeah you
1: know all those things where you're like kind of getting back into the groove of watching every week and you're kind of like it's also been a year and a half since we've had a season of Mandalorian. So like it makes sense for that to happen and, and and I can see why they did it. One of the comments that Chad made was like, I wish they would have done what they did with Leb One or the Bad Batch and dropped two episodes on the first week. So that way you have that intro, that re to the to the show, and then like you can instantly watch the second episode and like you're you're already in. Right. So um the I I'm confident. Like I, I don't have any reason not to be, and I think um, well,
0: I I disagree with the statement of the, the dropping the two episodes. And the, the only reason I say that is because they didn't know how well Obi-Wan would be received. I mean, they can, you can bank on that character. That is that is a character you can bank on. But when you like Mandalorian you're on season 3 now. So you know that you're you're going to have a little bit of the recap. You're going to be setting up this next season's story. You're going to continue with what what not. But for um uh like Obi-Wan like you don't know that you're going to get a bunch of returns for the following week. You don't know if, like, Andor... Like, Andor and Obi-Wan are not series that you have established. You have a couple characters that are established, but you don't have a full, like, full cast and and TV show that's established yet. Like, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, I know there's a few people who were like, no, I didn't like it. And I sit back, I'm like, I think you guys are crazy. Like, just this whole, like... You lost faith, and you're having to like reestablish yourself in the force, and and to have Qui Gon Jinn show up at the very end. I'm like, give me more Obi Wan, um, and and I I think honestly, they just have to fi- refigure this thing out, um, and and I don't think you need two two episodes on your first uh week with season three. Um, you've already got a huge base following that one. That's just my thought.
1: I mean, sure show. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, I would, you know, I think as a human nature, we always want more, right? Oh, absolutely. So, um, well, when
0: Netflix gave us the whole season at one time and then like other s- streaming services are like, no, we're going to do it like week by week.
1: Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, don- I have no reason to believe that this is gonna flop at all like it's just it's too good and absolutely they're too they're too methodical in the way that they plan they're too methodical in the way that they write they're too methodical in the way that they film and you know they bring us along just like the bad bats right they're they're being super intentional methodical about how they release episodes when they release episodes who they bring in who they you know like it's it's no different than like you know i've referenced professional wrestling before yeah um Anybody who knows anything about professional wrestling knows who who Hulk Hogan is, right? So, like, Hogan Hogan was, like, prominent when wrestling was, you know, taking off in the late 80s and the early 90s. Is that the guy
0: who says, hey, brother?
1: Yes. Take your, you know, say your prayers, take your vitamins, you know, all those good things. Like, Hogan doesn't wrestle anymore. He's in his 60s, right? But Hogan will show up once in a great while when they need to do something Big. When they want to pop a rating, when they want to like have some sort of big, like WrestleMania, for example, he was the host of WrestleMania a couple years ago. He that was the first time he had been on TV, you know, in like three years. So like, what I'm saying though, and you know, relevance to to Mandalorian, like you know, they could bring in Ahsoka for an episode. They could bring in, you know, um, they could bring Luke back in for an episode. Like they can, you know, they know when to do that and when to write. Those characters in, and they don't oversaturate the story that's being told by the Mandalorian. Right. So, someone, like,
0: well, someone thought maybe even Han Solo might show up for an episode because they're learning that de aging stuff. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool if we got like an episode where Chewbacca and, and Han Solo were there.
1: I'm just saying. Han shot first. <laughs> I think we're just dreaming too much right now, but but like yeah, I what is it? Is it going to be like eight episodes again, like they do? Like, I think normally? so. I
0: think they've got eight episodes per season.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I just, I don't know if I'm just not as high as everybody is on it right now. I, I I don't know why. Like I don't know if I'm just being picky or if I'm fatigued, like we're talking about with Marvel and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't dislike it by any means. Like I'm more. I don't know if I'm just more in the bad bats camp right now. And I'm so just immersed in that versus like, I kind of wondered why they did it at the same time and how they're overlapping versus doing bad bats, finishing bad bats and then doing Mandalorian and then doing Ahsoka and then doing whatever else.
0: Where like Marvel has like this era, like, well, I think they only had one, one thing last year that overlapped. And it was like the same, same week that moon Knight ended. Uh, Dr. Strange started in theaters yeah. I think that was the only time they overlapped anything, and I think I think that's a good approach. And I agree with you. I think that like you like I don't think anybody's like oh I don't want both. It's just a hey I don't know that both at the same time was the right opportunity.
1: Well, especially with 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 the idea of um, man, I just lost it. There's oh that's what it was. There's only four episodes left of of Clone War or I'm sorry Bad Batch. For this season. Yeah.
0: Had, you, so had like, you waited until like May or April. Or April
1: yeah. yeah. You could have easily. <laughs> but like, they're so vastly different. Like, I don't know. Kids could watch Bad Batch and not be interested in Mandalorian and vice versa.
0: And you could have adults who are more Mandalorian and not even watching Bad Batch. But then you've got like nerds like us who are like, let's watch it all.
1: By the way, I have a funny story. the the The, co- the local coffee shop that is in town where we live. Yeah. um and the owner has a has a 13 year old son, and I, you know, uh talk to him all the time. And he's like, "What did you think of this Marvel movie? What did you think of that project? What did you think of the show? What did you think of the show?" And I walked into the coffee shop the other day, and he's sitting there watching Bad Batch, but oh, he had never nice. watched he had never watched any of it. So he started. He was in season one, and I was like, "Colton, this is named Colton." Um, did. Did you watch the Clone Wars? And he was like, No. And I'm like, you've got to watch the Clone Wars, because this would make so much more sense if you're watching the Clone Wars first. <laughs> but like to each his own. He he was he was pretty addicted to the to the first season though of Bad Batch. He was really enjoying it.
0: Well, the, it's just it's different storytelling in a world where we've got SpongeBob and and Jimmy Neutron, fairly odd parents, little big greens, and like th- there's all these stuff that feel like n- mind-numbing. Versus stuff that is a little bit more intellectually deep. Like, you look at shows like Avatar The Last Airbender, Young Justice, uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Like, they're, they're these storytellings that, you know, th- these are cool for kids. The kids love them. But it, it's so deep and impacting as an adult, you can break it down. Heck, you could you could write a Bible study on it. Um, some of it I have. Um, and I've seen people do it. And you just kind of have to navigate each piece but yeah i i, I mean they're, they're addicting um this is some really good storytelling so
1: any other thing any predictions that you have as we kind of wrap up about the mandalorian where you think they're going towards this you know we're only two episodes in so
0: you know i don't know um which is okay I,
1: that's okay yeah, to not I, know. I, i'm
0: kind of along for the ride i like you know marvel i can take a lot more of a stab in the dark i have a better better idea of um where they're things. going and why yeah, like I mean, I I can kind of see the bigger picture where Star Wars. I just sit back like my brother's a really big Star Wars fan, and I don't know how much he's seen of like Andor and and Mandalorian. He's he's pretty busy, um, but I just sit back and I'm like, I love this. Like I just I just love sitting there and just watching it. And like tonight uh, after after we podcast, I'll probably throw on an episode of the Mandalorian or maybe Star Wars or something and just just enjoy because um, this is some of my favorite stuff. So. All right. Well, with that, uh, Nerd Talk Nation, definitely come check us out on Facebook. Uh, We've got our TikTok channel. We haven't been on there for a little bit, but we've got a lot of good content in there. Um, We actually started a Twitter account not long ago. Um, We just put different ideas and things like that that I've got um, that Micah has of just like, hey, this would be a great TV show. Hey, this would be um, a fun like what if or uh, just different storytellings that we have ideas for that, you know, if one of the higher ups ever heard. Like we're like, hey, definitely check that out. Um, but if you are on Twitter, I'm going to go ahead and send out a challenge real quick. Send us any questions you have. If you're like, hey, this is a topic I would love to hear, um, just, just hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook. You can message us. Um, but we would love to hear from you guys kind of some things that maybe you're interested in um, to kind of give us direction um, as you guys listen. Because, um, you know, we, we talk about pretty much everything from Star Wars to Marvel, DC. Um, we talk cartoons. We talk about... Um, books we talk about. i mean we talk about all these kinds of things um nerd world is is not contained to one specific thing and so uh if you have a specific spot that you want to talk about or if you'd like to be on the show we'd love to have you um just let us know uh reach out to us and we will catch you guys next time here on nerd talk